Beyond Sin 367. This is Beyond Synth Radio. B008.5. Coming up, Andy Last interviews the best artists in Synthwave. Beyond Synth is next. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and it's the best synthwave chat show there is. We just have fun conversations and listen to cool music, and today I am chatting with Sinesis, or Sunesis. We actually say it a whole bunch of different ways. It's fun, because as you'll hear, she's living in Spain, and they say things a little differently down there. Anyways, we're going to be getting to that in just a second. For my regular listeners, just so you know, Marco has been taking some extra shifts at the chocolate factory so he is unable to record for the uh, next few weeks so in the meantime i have been recording a whole bunch of new interviews of which today's is one and uh, for the next few weeks we'll be doing classic beyond synth getting to meet cool people and listen to cool music and uh hope you guys enjoy those i've been having fun recording them i was really trying to stay focused on recording one hour interviews and uh, I managed to do it for the first two, and then I fell back into my old ways and ended up having some conversations with people that went on for like three hours. So hopefully those don't take too long to edit. You know, without having the internet for a month, I missed out on just chatting with people. And so sometimes when I start talking to somebody, and then we just talk for hours, and I'm like, ah, fuck. There's a whole bunch of interviews we recorded where we literally just didn't record for like an hour. And I, d- I still don't know if the guests thought we were recording, because we're just having like a nice casual conversation. I'm like, maybe we should actually like hit record here. But Hey, it's all part of the fun of making a chat show. I would like to say that we have a new uh, patron in the mix. Brian Schmryan. Brian Schmryan has joined uh, the Patreon, the $10 Club. So hello, Brian Schmryan. That's a hard thing to say. Brian Schmryan. We've been uh, chatting in the Discord there. You seem like a cool guy. And thank you so much for supporting the show. And I would also like to report that Zach has upgraded his support. That's right, Zach is now in the $25 club. He's a very cool guy, and I appreciate it. And he wrote me a message from Explore, which is, of course, my awesome internet company. You don't frighten us, Canadian pig dog. Go and boil your bottom. Oh, should I be reading this in the uh, John Cleese voice? You don't frighten us, English pig dogs. Go and boil your bottom. Bottom, sons of a silly person. I get the reference. The point is, he's written the the thing from Holy Grail. As you know, my internet has been restored, which makes producing this show a whole lot easier. Anyway, the point is, Zach is a cool guy, and I thank you so much 
for supporting the show and upgrading your support. He says, much love to all the other Pattersons who support as well, and I second that. Uh, Thank you all for supporting the show, all the people who support on Patreon and PayPal. It is appreciated. So look, let's listen to a song, and then uh, we'll go chat with Sinesis. So what should we listen to? How about this one? This kind of a cool sort of spacey, dreamy kind of vibe. It's a track called Missing You. So uh, let's listen to that, and then when the song is over, I will be chatting with Sinesis. So this is Sinesis with Missing You.
Well, I am here right now, and I want to I want to pronounce it the the proper way, the way that you do it, because me as a Canadian, you know, in North America, I want to say sinesis, but you say sunesis. Sunesis. In, in Spain, we usually say sunesis, yeah, but sunesis is fine too, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably slip in and out of uh, trying to do it right. Sunesis. Yes, Andy. Thank you for <laughs> having me. <laughs> And you are Melissa, correct? That's correct. I live in Barcelona since seven years. I was born in Buenos Aires, Argentina, so that's my backstory. <laughs> Buenos Aires. Wait, so you've been in Spain for seven years? Yeah, that's right. Okay, why'd you go? Why'd you move? Oh well, I, I always had the thought of um, living abroad, finding new job opportunities, like an experience, life experience. And I also have family here in in Spain, so I. I wanted to to experience that. What kind of jobs were you looking for? Actually, I'm a doctor. What? Um, yeah, I have a bachelor in medicine and I work with clinical trials. So yeah, that's my story <laughs> with observational studies. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, observational studies is mostly uh, when a drug is approved, then there's other people after the approval that you follow a patient for many years to see if that approved medication is still safe. Mm -hmm. And if the efficacy is good, so there I am. There I am, like a like a policeman with doctors. <laughs> right. Okay. So then, do you have? You must have like just some giant graph of like how how many people do they are are you assigned? Like you must. Do you have like lots of charts and things? Like how do you keep track of all the the data? Actually, well, I mean, I am assigned to two studies in particular. Uh, one is cancer. The other is multiple sclerosis. And I have like twenty hospitals here in Spain for each. Study, so I follow around almost the same amount, 20 patients each. And yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> When you say follow around, are you just doing things where you just you 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 touch base with a patient and just ask them questions or do you do things like tests or whatever as well? We usually go through the medical records to see if the treating patient the treating physician reported every adverse event and reported everything that the medication could have caused because that's that should be of public knowledge in the end. Mm -hmm. So it's important. <laughs> Then is it part of your job to like discover adverse events or is it more like you sort of already know from like previous trials what some of them might be and you're like looking for specific things? Right. We have like m most frequent adverse events uh, that were reported before, but mm -hmm. then we do have like a collection of new events that we need to figure out if they are related or not to the to the treatment. And is it you? Like, is it you or the person who sort of figures it out? Like, oh, I've been monitoring, you know, like uh, 20 patients who took this thing and uh, all of them, their hair turned gray and you figured that out yourself? Well, uh, it's, it's like a, a bunch of people that are also about like um, data management mm -hmm. are part of the analysis. And then we have the also the another part of the medical team that with the collection of all these data they they work with the stats and analysis as well. So I'm mostly in, in contact with the hospitals and the treating physicians and patients, and then the other part of the pharma industry is also collecting all this information and, and working with what I give them. So then, where do you fit in terms of? Because you've got the, the the companies that actually make the the stuff, and then there's like the actual like the the medical system. Yeah. So like, do you work for? Are you like an in between, or do you actually work for like a company, or do you work for the medical thing? Like, where do you belong? I'm an in between. 
Uh, I work <laughs> as in the, in the operational medical department mm. that communicates what's happening with the hospitals uh, to the pharma, in my case. And yeah, so I'm, I'm an intermediary there. <laughs> so is this like a government job? No, no, no. It's a private job. Right. A private company. It's a pharma that needs to, well, that they need to follow a patient. Right. So then it's, I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm just trying it's to figure out where to it works. Explain, yeah. <laughs> like it's an oversight body that like has to exist, but it's yeah. f- would it be then funded by the companies? It's funded by the companies. You're right. Okay. Okay. This that's is something good. that uh, goes through uh, the approval of the government in yes. every country, and if, if they approve the, you know, like the FDA, we mm. all have an FDA. So yeah, it has to be approved, and an ethic uh, committee should also review it. So it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then, did you was this like when did you decide this was uh, what you wanted to do? That's crazy because I when I I was trying to look for a job here in Spain, and when I was working in Argentina, I had like three jobs uh, related to I mean not directly following patients. But I used to go to their house to treat them, but also I was working with a robot, a simulation robot, yeah. And I was the one programming the clinical cases for fellows or for students to figure out how to save that patient that was just a simulation, but it was pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, wait, so like it was like like a human robot thing that would like lay on a table and... yeah. Yeah, it was a bit creepy, to be honest, the look of it. It was called Simon, yeah. (laughs) So could Simon have different problems? Was that the idea? Yeah, yeah, poor guy. He had a lot of issues, like uh, multi-organic failure or whatever, yeah. So then you're the one who set it up, so you'd be like, today Simon is going to have appendicitis and the students have to figure out that he has appendicitis? You should see their faces because they were, in the end, they were really worried how to save the patient, so... It, it's really immersive. <laughs> well, that <laughs> so whatever happened to Simon? Well, I I don't really know. I think uh, he had a baby because then he then they bought a baby. So we had like the adult Simon, and then we had the little Simon, um, was a <laughs> tiny baby. Yeah, yeah. And then I when I moved out, I really lost track of Simon. I should follow him on Facebook, probably. But the robot, like it just it just had like symptoms or whatever like it didn't talk or anything did it it could talk if i recorded something you know would it just be your voice yes oh it my appendix my, my appendix hurts and then they go like oh i think it's appendicitis and then you're like actually it's a trick because <laughs> the appendix shuts down when you have uh, yeah. glaucoma or something or whatever I don't something know. like that i'm pretending to understand <laughs> and he could bleed he could cry yeah 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 he could cry yeah you could just put some liquid and he would cry. Oh, well, that, yeah. <laughs> then I can cry on command too if that's all it takes. <laughs> I just have to sprinkle water on my face. <laughs> he didn't have like a tube in his eye no, that no, could yeah, shoot water. Yeah, he had like like oh. an internal tube, the same with blood, the same with pee. Hmm. And <laughs> my favorite tubes. This is <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's painful, yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, that's... Uh... <laughs> You 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 weren't expecting this for the interview, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, it's always inter- I like listen, man. Everyone uh, I talk to a lot of people on this show who have uh, really interesting jobs, and it's cool because I uh, I don't really have an interesting job, so it's nice to <laughs> chat with people who do cool things. But look, the bottom line is, of course, that uh, amidst all these. Uh, robotic simons and uh, observational <laughs> studies you also make music which you uh 
you describe as music for space stations and uh, sort of experimental and synth pop and space wave. I'm using all these words that you've used on your bio. So uh, we're going to listen to some of that music and then we'll keep chatting. Although I'm probably going to talk more about this uh, Simon stuff because it's, <laughs> it's cool. I need to send you pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I picked a, a, a few tracks to listen to. So I thought we'd listen to this one. This one's from, uh, I think, around like 2018. It's called Blurred Mirrors. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to say. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's a cool track. So let's uh, listen to that and then we'll keep talking. So this is uh, Sunesis with uh, Blurred Mirrors.
And that was Blurred Mirrors by Sinesis. I see I said it the other way. There you go. I like it. Don't worry. <laughs> That's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, so how are you today? I'm fine. Thank you. Also, thank you again for inviting me. I know that you've been with the show since 2013. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. I used to host the show with this robot called Simon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Until he started peeing all over the place no. out of this tube, and then I'm like, ah, you're gone. Because <laughs> we were talking before about your the sort of observational studies thing, so that's what you've been doing the whole time, like that you've been in uh, Barcelona? Yes, and at the same time, it's like a job that would allow me to uh, work on music even during the afternoons or at night when I'm not really burned from, because it's a really demanding job. Mm-hmm. I also have to travel a lot because of it, so it would give me the chance to have time for music which is also, which is my my passion i won't deny that is my my project life project is not just a hobby mm-hmm. so yeah i'm doing this thing called music for space stations which i i think it's a good way to describe it because i don't really I can't say that it's really synthwave or outrun or space wave so yeah i like people imagining what what it could be when I say that. Well, I mean, that's the thing. To me, I just, uh, I like uh, electronic vibes, you know? So Mm. I'm happy with... uh Anyone fooling around with keyboards and making electronic music and stuff, it's all its all cool. I mean, speaking of keyboards, with this job, I could buy my, my synthesizer, which I love, which I have uh, a lot of respect. And I don't take it out from my house because it's quite heavy. Mm. It's a prophet. And um, that song that we just heard was uh, produced with, with a prophet, Rev2. And most of my songs have elements from hardware scenes. Yeah, I think that's the sound I love. I usually go that way. Because <laughs> I was looking through your Instagram posts and stuff like this. And so there's a lot of these pictures where you have like the cybernetic stuff on your face. Yeah, like implants. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, are those all like photoshops or do you make things? Like, what do you do for those? No, I have two great friends that they are kind of cosplayers but they are sci-fi fans Mm -hmm. and we we've done a photo shoot with cool outfits and with some headpieces and there's this guy from France Dominique that he works on these headpieces like you can see on my pictures Mm. and yeah I have one with me I was gonna wear it for today we would put a webcam but it's the same thing that you see on the on the pictures I want people to be as relaxed as possible when they do this show, so I try and do audio only, so no one has to get... Uh... Right, we could be in pajamas then. Yes, it's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So yeah, I'm really happy to have met this, these two friends because, uh, I mean, the last video I just posted is uh, a friend of mine as an astronaut floating and losing oxygen and things like that, so mm. we were going a bit crazy with videos and photos. I am a big fan of sci-fi, so I, I kind of try to represent that with my music and with, with visuals too, even for shows. Uh, it's not uh, an easy thing, but I mean, we all love sci-fi, I suppose. If we're into this type of music, there's some sort of sci-fi line in, in every producer. Maybe not that much if you're doing like Miami Vice stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something pretty common. Do you have any like sort of direct influences, like yeah. sci-fi stuff that connects to the music or you say sci-fi in general or what's the... No, I would say, for example, uh, of course, Blade Runner, it's uh, something I love. Then we have uh, The Expanse. I don't know if you've seen The Expanse, the series. I enjoyed it, but I there's so many shows to watch. And so I think it was like last year, the year before, I started The Expanse and I got into season two. Mm. 
And then I just dropped off. And you got bored I, of it. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I liked the show. I actually really liked the show. I just, it's the thing that happens to me now where I just get distracted or sidetracked with another project hmm. or another show and then I just forget. And there have been a few shows that I, I think are really good shows where I'm like, wow, this show's awesome. Like uh, Better Call Saul. Yeah. I thought that show was amazing. And then. I love it. But I, <laughs> I haven't seen the last maybe even three seasons. Hmm. Maybe I got to season four and then I just. Something happened, and then I just haven't watched it since. And I'm like, well, fuck, I gotta watch that. Yeah. There's a uh, what else? So the Expanse. I knew like I was actually really enjoying it, and then I just stopped. There's there's been other shows like that as well. So I I will watch it eventually. Is the it point. happens a lot because we have so many things to watch, mm. and it's it's crazy. So I also have to finish uh, many series, and I'm watching. But I call Soul by the way on third season, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I I love the Expanse. Uh, then we. I mean, in terms of the games, Mass Effect, uh, Deus Ex. I love playing those Deus Ex and Human Revolution. Yeah. Then what else? Uh, I used to read a lot of books, some like short stories, Philip Dick stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I could name a lot of things. What else, Andy? What else can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> which, one, wait, which one's Human Revolution again? That was the first of the newer ones, right? Yes, exactly. That's it. Because what was the sequel called? Then we have the Mankind. Which is the last one? Mankind Divided, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Human Revolution was a cool game. I just remember I loved the soundtrack. Yeah. Like the score for that game is so good. Completely. I used to listen to that score just because I was like, "Fuck, this score is amazing." I would just watch the title sequence. Yeah. Because the uh, the music was so awesome. That's completely like that. I I would have loved. I mean, I think I did it like just to stay there walking or just only to listen to the music and leave my character there. Yeah, yeah, Jensen yeah. just standing there for the music, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I do the same thing. I mean, I guess I don't do it as much now. It's like when I was younger and uh, there wasn't this easy access to just go on the internet and just type in anything and get what you wanted. Hmm. I used to do that with the, like, the old video games, like on the Super Nintendo and stuff, where they would have a sound test. Hmm. And like, I would go to the sound test and do a code and then find the track. I liked I like uh, level three and then I would go and oh, that's nice Donkey Kong you know I would I would play the water level just to listen to the music I like, love that song yeah 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 well, that's a fucking that's a classic but hey listen speaking of cool <laughs> music let's uh, let's listen to some more this is a cool dreamy track this is from uh, a few years later it's called uh, Save My Love <laughs> by Sunesis.
was Save My Love by Sinesis or Sunesis. Yeah, I think we should ask the Greek how to pronounce it because it's a Greek word. So I'll let you know next time. What does it mean? <laughs> it's like knowledge. It means um, like looking for the knowledge in you. But I also liked a game which is uh, Eve, Eve Online. Mm. And they had a, a ship called Sunesis. What is Eve Online? I, I Sometimes I'll watch YouTube videos and there'll be these big like three minute ads that go like, once you get into this game, it's like the ultimate game. And it seems like a really huge thing. Yeah, it's a really huge MMO. You could do a lot of things, scavenging, mining, you know, selling stuff <laughs> and going from galaxy to galaxy and encountering danger and escaping and jumping. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want in a game. I want to escape danger and jump. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to um, Starfield. I, d I don't know if I know about that one. Starfield is the new Bethesda game. Oh. You know, like the Elder Scrolls and Fallout, except it takes place in space. Mm -hmm. So it's like a new, it's a new franchise from them. Or I guess it's not a franchise if it's only one game, but like, uh, it's their new thing. Ooh, it's going to be good. I hope so. I mean, it looks really. You, it looks a lot like. Did you ever see uh, No Man's Sky? Yeah. So it looks like they're borrowing. It looks like almost a combination of like No Man's Sky and Mass Effect, sort of. Yeah. Except it's a Bethesda game, so it's got the same sort of like you know the way you talk to characters and the way like the um. the, the mission structure works and stuff from like Skyrim or uh, Fallout, like that kind of yeah thing. Except you you get in spaceships and then you can customize your ship and go to. They just had a whole fucking thing. You can watch it. They've got like a 40-minute demo where they just show you. Do you have a good computer for that? I have a PlayStation. I guess it won't be on PlayStation. I've got the Xbox. Ah. So Okay, so I get to... I need to get one then. <laughs> that's the that's the only thing because once Microsoft bought Bethesda or id, id Software, whatever, they, they did that huge merger with ZeniMax. That's the one thing because normally I prefer playing on my PlayStation, hmm. but if the next Skyrim and those sorts of things are only going to be on the Xbox, it's like... Uh, I guess I need a fucking Xbox because, like, yeah. I love those games. Yeah, it's like they give you no choice, right? You have to have every console. Yeah, that's the way it is. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm playing the new Zelda right now, so I need. I need my Nintendo for that. Well, that's cute. Nostalgia. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So you play on? A, you are a computer gamer, a PC gamer. I used to be. I used to be much more time ago when I had more time. Mm. Yeah, now I have a laptop. I mean, this laptop is good, but I used to have a desktop, so it would feel better <laughs> in some sort of way. I think it was just having time, you know, that's the thing. And now if I have time, I have to sit down and work on music and, and figure out things in Ableton. And now I'm transitioning to Bidwig, which is similar to Ableton. Um, so my time is just to focus on music. <laughs> well, it's good. I mean, it's good to have things to focus on. I, my problem is I can't focus on anything. And so I just, I start like 10 different projects and nothing gets finished. And then I uh, yeah. play Zelda for like three hours and go like, what the hell just happened? I think this started happening to me since the pandemic. Mm. Uh, it's like my brain was into so many things at the same time that right now, I, it's like I need to train my brain again to be focused on something because the easy way is just to watch some series or watch a movie instead of just really doing something actively, consciously. What new projects did you uh, try and take up during the pandemic? You mean musical projects or? Anything. In fact, I released uh, an EP during the pandemic, which is talking about uh, introspection. And yeah, I mean, you need to realize that I was locked 
in a really tiny apartment in Spain mm. and we had a really long uh, lockdown. I was living alone. I have one really old but very cute and sweet neighbor. Uh, she was like 70 something years old and we just waved at each other. So <laughs> yeah, my album talks about introspection, being alone and it's it's the EP called Music for Space Stations and the longing for getting out of all that those feelings of uh, wanting something that you cannot have at that moment. Yeah, so I was working on music and in fact before the pandemic I had like opportunities for shows and I was playing live and so it was um it was quite a crash for me but I'm getting better now. I'm I'm good. I'm playing live, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I have to work on so many things. It's just not working on music and sitting down and producing. It's also working on photos and promo because I do everything alone. So it's super demanding not to really uh, delegate yes. in, in people. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of people are like uh, afraid of the AI or whatever in different capacities, but I'm not as much because I've always been the kind of person who tries to do everything myself. Hmm. And so there is the, now these tools emerging like these sort of AI tools, which are making yeah. certain things easier for me. Like, I mean, I just started using this um, for a video editing. There's this AI editor that can, like, can basically just go through my whole timeline and uh, make edits where like there's certain audio cues and stuff, hmm. which is a job. Like that is a, it's like assistant editor is a job that this AI will remove. Yeah. But for me, since I do everything myself, I, I find it really hard to ask other people to help me, especially when they, I cannot pay them. Right. So even when people help me on the podcast, it's like they're not like complicated jobs. You know, obviously when people do like really hard work, they deserve hmm. compensation. So anytime I can do things myself, I will. And uh, yeah, that's my story. I agree with what, with what you're saying because you're not denying that you will be able to delegate or relay, rely, rely is mm. how you pronounce it, uh, on somebody to do it or just to pay another person. But if sometimes you feel that it's uh, best to work with one of these tools and some other times you're going to be paying somebody, but it, it's not one thing or the other. If I was rich, which again is a horrible way to start a sentence because I start too many of my sentences that way where I'm always imagining <laughs> if I was rich, it'd be amazing. I would love to have a big company and all these people working towards some sort of common goal of some kind or some sort of project, but I just don't have those sorts of resources. So, you know, anytime there's a tool that speeds things up, yeah. I'm not going to be mad about it, you know? Hmm, completely. But, you know, I don't know. Uh, everybody's using now chat GPT oh, yeah. and... Me, myself, I love playing with Stable Diffusion and Mid Journey. And at the same time, I'm also paying artists. So it's like a balance or it depends on what I need. Honestly, I, I'm not discarding anything. Yeah, I find a lot of this stuff is just sort of, I find that like I, the novelty of it is fun. I think ChatGPT is really useful because uh, like my brother is really big into the, the AI art and hmm. I think it's fun, but to me it wasn't, I never found like a super use for it. It was more just like, it's like a fun novelty, like, oh, I typed in a thing and it made the picture. Yeah. But ChatGPT, I actually like get it to like sort data for me and stuff. Yeah. And like, it's, it's pretty cool that it can do that. But what's really fun is the fucking Photoshop generative fill tool. I've been doing a lot of that and I've been laughing my head off. That, that's the one that you can add clouds or mountains and whatever. The things it does aren't as impressive as mid-journey mm. or those sorts of things, but I love the way it works. Right. Because it works the way I wanted those tools to work where you're like, you take yeah. your picture 
you draw a box over your shirt, and then you say bow tie, and then it gives you a bow tie. So it sort of saves time on doing silly photoshops. They're not great. Like it's like they're still they look funny, but yeah. whenever I need a quick image just to post, just to be like, here's a silly thing. Sometimes I would spend way too much time on those.、Mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, it's like, why am I spending? Yeah. Again, it's one of those things where if I was rich. And I had like a, a an artist on staff to be like, all right, make me a YouTube thumbnail, you know, make me this, make me that.、Um, <laughs> yeah. But since I don't, sometimes I'll be spending like five hours on some stupid Photoshop, where I'm like, wait a second, what what is this? This has nothing to do with the show. This has nothing to do with you know like <laughs> anything. It's just a dumb Photoshop that you know someone else who is more talented probably could have whipped up a lot quicker. <laughs> And、uh, anyway, I don't. It's all about learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, we gotta listen to some more music. I keep talking too much. We're gonna we're gonna talk.、Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I lost my internet for like a month, and I forgot how to talk to people. <laughs> so this is like a, a learning curve. Is like、uh, recording interviews again and remembering.、Um, I want to listen to a track. Well, you you just mentioned it. The track "Be Alone." So let's listen to that, and then we'll we'll keep chatting. So、right. this is "Be Alone" by Sunesis.
And that was Be Alone by Sinesis. I'm here with uh, Melissa from uh, from <laughs> Barcelona. Wait, so what's the... Um, how long were you in Argentina for? That was like, your whole first half yeah, of your life? Yeah, my life. Yeah, I was born there. And my mom has Spanish family, so yeah, I decided to come here <laughs> in the end because Argentina is not doing well at all. But yeah, you know how it is. South America is... Um, Beautiful place to go to visit, but it's not the best place to live. <laughs> Why? What's the deal with Argentina? I don't really know too much about Argentina. Well, the economical crisis is big there. The inflation, the valuation, and it's crazy, really. But I tell you, you could go there for vacations because it's pretty cheap for tourism right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but most of my friends are trying to find other opportunities outside the country. That's it. But it's nice to look at. It's beautiful and you should go there. You have glaciers, you have uh, waterfalls, <laughs> deserts, everything. It's super nice. Does Simon still live there? Simon's still there and doing pretty well, I hope. I hope. <laughs> mm. I wonder if he's affected by the inflation. Uh, probably his bladder yeah. could be inflated. <laughs> You said you also uh, did some live shows as well. So yeah. uh, talk a bit about that. What's your setup? Do you have like a, f people that, that help out? Is it just you on stage or do you have other things going on? Like, what do you do? It's just me. I've got my laptop, my mic and my synthesizer, probably a controller. And I also try to work on videos for the shows. So either I have another laptop or I give a pen drive to the sound guy to mm -hmm. play when I when I play. So yeah, and, and actually I had a, jo a show like a month ago with Sarina. You know Sarina? Yeah. Sarina. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice here in Barcelona. She's living in Galicia and uh, we got to, to meet each other and it was super sweet. And now I've got two upcoming shows which I'm pretty excited. Uh, the next one is in Sweden because... I am part of um, a program called Key Change. It's, it's mostly for women. I was selected between 800 people, so I'm really happy to be part of it. Cool. And I'm playing in Sweden, and then I'll be playing at, uh, well, here in, in Barcelona, in fact, with Ona Electronica. I don't know if you know about it. It's a synthwave festival. Oh, cool. Uh, Robert Parker is going to play as well. Wave Shaper, uh, The Last Concord. So I'm pretty happy. Absolute Valentine as well. So I'm happy to be with them. Nice. Robert Parker's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you guys can uh, talk behind the scenes about medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Boring, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty hot topic right now. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. So what, what's this key change? This is, is this a specifically like an electronic no, music? It's, um, why is it called key oh, change? Key change is mostly just to, to help uh, innovators and musicians or producers that are women or gender expansive to be more visible in some sort of way. So I had to submit a lot of music and documents and I went like through a selection process and finally I am part of the program just for this year. Mm. I'll be going to their meetings in different parts of the of Europe, mostly. Yeah, and then they showcase you in any of these big festivals, like way out west, which is in, in Sweden. I think it's something like the South by Southwest. Or is it, is it like that? Oh, wait, so is it, is it purely a music thing or is it like a like a festival kind of thing with like people who speak and stuff as well? Or It's, it's music mostly, but I also have to assist to some meetings, some meetings about equality 
like uh, gender equality right. and also well interesting stuff like how to work on your rider how to work on your setup and how to work on a demo how to talk to product to promoters or bookers and uh, to meet managers and stuff it's quite interesting does that mean you have to prepare no no i mean i have to prepare for the show in yes. sweden which i'm quite nervous yes mm. <laughs> they also pay you you know to to travel they pay the the flights and the accommodation the hotels and the breakfast so it's quite cool <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's awesome get a nice swedish breakfast yeah i wonder how it is i'm not sure hold on i don't think yeah. i've ever asked a swedish person about their breakfast let's see what chat gpt says let's see what is a typical swedish breakfast <laughs> okay uh, a typical swedish <laughs> breakfast often consists of a variety of items which include Bread. Wow. Many Swedes start their day with bread, which can take the form of a simple loaf. Crisp bread. Nackabrod. I'm trying to pronounce the word. Uh, roll cereals, dairy. But this is stupid. This is any, everywhere. Is this Just bread? <laughs> dairy products. Coffee. Fruits and berries. Eggs and callous caviar. Calais caviar. What's that? Caviar. caviar. Can you imagine caviar for breakfast? Look at these Swedes, eh? <laughs> Just rolling around in caviar for breakfast. Yeah. No wonder. They, they should pay you. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's cool, then. So you got lots of things on the go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy that I'm activated again in terms of shows. I mean, it's not my, my priority to play live because I really want to... Uh, work on music for series and movies and video games mostly but I know that playing live is the way to connect with people the way to be engaged all the time um, yeah it's a balance again yeah it's definitely something I miss because I feel as though um, I don't know it just felt like in 2019 it just felt like the synthwave scene was building you know like it was going up and there were these bigger shows happening and it seemed like it was on this trajectory be like oh this is exciting like there's going to be more shows and more gatherings yeah. and get-togethers and then when like covid sort of brought that to a halt i feel like it's happening again now you know it's it's picking up again but because um, that's my favorite that my favorite part is is the gatherings it's getting getting together with people and yeah and stuff like that so i'm i'm hoping for more so things like that are you coming to ona electronica here in barcelona <laughs> can we wait for you <laughs> oh well, my god yeah there are certain budgetary restraints that yeah. uh, stop me from doing certain things but because uh, i guess a, a ticket a ticket must be like a thousand to invite you I, I don't even know. It's been so long since I've been in a plane. <laughs> so if I do any other event, it's going to have to be something that's like, well, maybe more, I was going to say within walking distance, but uh, yeah. it's got to, <laughs> I'll travel a little bit. We'll see. I'll go to this key change event, see if they let me in. I don't know about that. Maybe if you, <laughs> if you I don't know how you ident identify well, right now, but yeah. Whatever. I'll just, uh, for the day, that's fine. I'll just. Yeah. <laughs> Put on a wig and learn how to get a manager or whatever at uh, one of these uh, <laughs> these talks. It's all good. Well, look, um, let's listen to some more music. I want to uh, I want to listen to this one. Uh, this is a cool instrumental track. It's called "New Horizon" by Sunisis. <laughs> Thank you. 
And that was New Horizon by Sinesis. Uh, I'm here with Sinesis right now. Sunesis, we're having a good time. We're talking about Deus Ex and, uh, and uh, Simon the Simulation Robot and observational <laughs> studies and key change and inflation in Argentina. Yeah. So do you have, like, are you allowed with your job to, like, take time off to go to these things? Like, how does that work? Yeah, in fact, they give me, like, 23 days of vacations and some other personal days. Ooh. So you could really... Welcome to Spain. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you can really choose when you want to take it. And in fact, we have a lot of holidays here in, in Spain, which is great because you have long weekends and I could even ask to work from somewhere else if I get to manage with the time zones. <laughs> when you say you have to sort of travel around for your job, is is most of your job just looking at computer screens and data? Like how much of it is that? Do you actually really interface with the actual patients themselves or is it no. mostly data stuff? It's data stuff. Right now I'm not doing any, any job like that. Assistance, I think it's called in, in Spanish. But yeah, it's mostly data. So, I mean, when I used to work with patients, I used to connect a lot with their pain and I'm a really, really empathic or empathetic person. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So it was really hard for me to create like a shield, not yes. to feel the way they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And uh, imagine that I work with um, oncology studies, so it's not really nice. <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah. I'm sort of the same way. I, I but I, I absorb people's energy that is, that's around me. So how oh, you mean that? For me, like my when I when I would say that I'm sort of like empathetic to people's like if I'm talking mm. to a crazy person, I sort of start to feel the way that they feel. That's why I like there's certain people I can't really hang out with. Mm. Like if someone's really paranoid. Like the, it'll rub off on me, and then like I'll start to feel like, oh, that is fucked up. Oh, that's really weird, you know. Or if someone, even though I would say like I don't necessarily believe in ghosts, for example. Yeah. But if someone does, and they just start talking about ghost stories, and all of a sudden I will start to feel like, oh, that is weird. Yeah. Oh, you know, the tap turned on by itself. All oh, the lights turned off. You know, like like goosebumps and all that. Yeah, like I'll start to feel like, but then I'm like, wait a second, like what? It's like I, I don't believe this, but but then when I'm in their presence. I do so yeah you know there's a lot of th that's what's so tricky with the internet because there's so many um, conflicting opinions that sort of fly around and so I feel like you have to take or at least I do I have to take time where I like I, I see a whole bunch of crazy stuff that people are saying and I have to pause and sort of get off the internet and go okay like recenter myself like yeah all right let's let's uh, let's try and analyze this stuff rationally and so yes yes I, I used to absorb a lot like that because I used to go to their house mm. and and to see their realities maybe you could see I don't know it will sound crazy but you could really feel the energy in the air there mm. and you could see how they were living what were they eating and yeah it's it's suffering in in the whole place so that wasn't really <laughs> nice yeah but yeah I, I guess there's people for everything and I wasn't really ready to be treating or to be working with decay Let's say yeah. well, it is tough. There, there are certain, uh, yeah, like certain jobs where you're just sort of faced with like human mortality, like every day and just go like, this is what happens. You know, this is all the stuff that we try and hide from. Right. So mm -hmm. it's like, if I don't see it, it's not happening. You know, that's what makes it so easy for people to yeah. complain about a lot of stuff when they're not on the front line. Like, I mean, especially these past few years, I have so much just sympathy for the actual healthcare workers because there's so many people just complaining about stuff or saying their theories on things. And then meanwhile, there's still people yeah. just have to go to work every day and see all this shit like firsthand and people who aren't experiencing that are like yelling at them and it's not nice yeah 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 it's, it was crazy during covid too <laughs> so for me it's like i always feel bad because it's just, when you know somebody uh who works in a certain profession and you just see people like complain it's like the same with people complain about teachers all the time where they always like complain about taxes and be like Oh, the teachers get paid too much and blah, blah, blah. And then when you, like, know teachers or if you ever even tried to, like... To understand, yeah. Like, I know I'm horrible at it. Like, I've I've volunteered in classrooms and stuff and, like, I... 
I'm terrible at it. Hmm. Like, I get angry when people don't understand things I'm trying to explain to them. Yeah. And that's like a, you know, it's one of my failings as a person, right? Like, I just literally can't do it. I lose patience. I'm like that when my, you know, my dad, I mean, he's asking me questions about Photoshop and I get mad (laughs) immediately. Like, there's not even a second where, like, I'm kind of calm and then I get mad. I get mad the second he asks me a question. So your dad works with Photoshop. Well, that's no, he, well, that's the problem. No, he, he uses Lightroom or whatever. Like there's like the oh, yeah. Photoshop light kind of program. And uh, anytime he has a problem, I just instantly be, also because I know explaining it is going to be annoying because hmm. that's, you know, when you have to explain things to other people like computer stuff, it's it can be really frustrating, especially when they don't, you know, they're not like great with computers. Yeah. Um, and uh, I get I get frustrated instantly. And so I'm like, dude, if there's people out there who can like be teachers and actually have the patience <laughs> to also just wrangle a classroom of like annoying children as well, like that's crazy. That's a crazy job, <laughs> you know? So yeah. if there's people out there who do it, I'm just like, all right, great. Good for you. Yeah, uh, and there's so many things in the world like that where there's just like, I'm not even going to complain uh, because you're doing a thing that I could never do. So just be on your way. Like I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this. Why am I saying this? <laughs> Because we are emp- empathetic people. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so then, do you ever get out to any of your uh, neighboring countries? You ever pop out to France or Portugal or anything? Uh, just for vacation, sort of play. Because for vacations, yeah, I've, I've uh, yeah, I love Portugal, the north, uh, Porto. It's such a beautiful city. Another place that you should visit. Mm. It's quite cheap too. <laughs> France, uh, I've been there like many years ago, so I should go visit. I feel like I went to, if I did go to Spain, it was for like a day. Because I think, um, well, I did a lot of traveling when I was young and I have relatives in France. Hmm. And I had grandparents who used to live in the south of France in a place called Perpignan ah, yeah. in France. That bordered Spain. Perpignan. And so I think then I went over to Spain for like the afternoon, but I forget where that would be in Spain. That would be the... My geography's not great. But that's crazy because um, in two hours you could be in another country here. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know, it's like, I imagine in the US you need like seven or nine hours to be in another state. Well, it's crazy because uh, I mean like I'm, I'm in Canada and like Canada is gigantic. Yeah. But we also don't consider the large distances as crazy as they do because in Europe, you know, you're in England, they can fit I think like eight Englands into the province I live in, like right. just landmass wise. And so hmm. for us, you know, when I talk to somebody in England, they'll be like, "Oh, my brother, you know, he's a three hour train ride away, so I see him once every like three years or something. I'm like, what? Like we do like this three hour drive every like week to or yeah. every when we live in Toronto, we would visit our our pa- parents and they live about like three hours away, like my hometown. And pretty much every two to three weeks we're doing a three hour drive just to spend two days and then drive three hours back. And that's just nothing. That's just like, yeah, you didn't just It's a three-hour drive, you know, like yeah. we, we drive all over the place. Completely, yeah, yeah. I, I remember, well, in, in Buenos Aires, in Argentina, to go to the Patagonia, to the south, It's it was just like that, like five or six-hour drive. And yeah, like something common <laughs> to do mm-hmm. or expected. But here in Europe, it's, everything is so small that you could be in Germany probably in, yeah. in a day or <laughs> not, maybe less, yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I want to keep talking, but we got to listen to another song. Um, this was a fun one. This was actually a cover you guys did. Uh, you did with Demi Kay. 
of Broken Wings, but I like it because it's very... For for me, I don't often play covers on the show, but I like when people sort of take a song and really make it feel different. Hmm. This is just my personal thing. Is I like when covers really kind of have a different vibe to them. Well, I'm, I'm glad you say that. Yeah, yeah. And Thank so, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I thought your your guys' cover was cool. So let's, uh, let's listen to it. This is a cover of Broken Wings uh, by uh, Sunesis uh, featuring Dimmy K. I'm assuming he's playing the guitars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's listen to that. Why we can't just hold on to each other's hands This time might be the last I fear
All right, that was Broken Wings, which is a cover by uh, Sunesis and uh, Demi K. You guys did that in 2022. That's right. All right. Yeah, he, he's great. He's really a great guy to to work with and such a nice person. So I don't know if you know him, but it's nice to talk to him. Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. I don't think we, we've never chatted, but I've played a bunch of his tracks on the show over the years. So hmm. maybe I'll have a chat with him on the show. Maybe. All right. He has a lot of uh, story to tell you about the many collabs he's done in these uh, last years yeah. <laughs> mostly with Turbo Knight uh, I, I also had a I have some songs with him too Turbo Knight is such a cool guy too <laughs> funny so what happened after your the 2020 release because there was sort of a gap in your music output for a while so after that release the when was it May 2020 I couldn't find you know inspiration I wasn't feeling great the pandemic really affected me I could only see my family by December 2020 I, I could travel to Argentina again to be with my parents and all I needed was just a hug and I needed like family to hug me and it was really crazy to me so yeah and I started feeling better right after I suppose mid 2021 something like that mm. yeah I guess it was a phase but I'm, oh. I'm feeling... <laughs> well, it's a it's a very common experience. I think a lot of people hmm. had that same kind of feeling. So you're not alone. Right. And at the same time, I had to find my drive again and the direction of my music and my art and everything because I was feeling that whatever I was doing was such a collage of things and, and, and confusing to people who would go and listen to my music. So right now I'm really trying to stay on a same line let's say like what are you focusing on now well this whole idea of um what's really music for space stations and how to work on trying for people to connect with it and i'm usually listening to uh composers producers and even when you named the guy from the usex mm. i have a like i have um influences a playlist and i put some of their songs there his songs there and my whole idea is to go to, to do to do something like mass effect music mass effect one two and three mm -hmm. and yeah that's that's where i'm trying to go to and maybe working on music for games so yeah well, that'd be cool i like uh what's it the elusive man theme <laughs> from mass effect the uh yeah I think that's my favorite tune from that is it it's a good one yes <laughs> i also like the well the typical galaxy map as we call it oh um, yeah 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 yeah. Hmm. part three did have some pretty epic music as well but that was like the more cinematic stuff right like the big um the opening for for mass effect 3 when it has like those big uh, those i think they're called the brahms you know the, like the movie trailer big horn sounds like Brah. yeah <laughs> And I remember the, the beginning of Mass Effect 3 had a cool song because it was doing that but then it was like with the little piano in the background. Yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty disorganized sometimes in in what I want and how I want to present it. So it's it's such an effort for me to even think of. Okay, I have a show. What am I going to wear? What do I want people to see when I play live? Uh, what do I want them to feel? So 
these are a lot of questions that I need to think to be like more professional in terms of uh, music and what I do. So it's it's an exercise and it's learning again. As, as I said in the beginning, like I don't take it as a hobby. I really would like to, I don't know, get somewhere else <laughs> with music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you eventually want to like leave the medical profession? No, I think I would. I would um, preserve my my day job, <laughs> my eight hour job, because yeah, I think it's a good job. But it's also letting me pay things for my uh, projects, musical projects. So, how long does it take to get a bachelor's in medicine? Six years. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> oh wow, that takes some uh, dedication. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was crazy because I I was studying, but at twelve or eleven p.m. I I wanted to work on music. So even when I was studying, I, I was already. Um, I had installed Reason, Reason 5 at mm. that time, and I used to try to produce with that. And I also went to a synthesizer course of two years in Buenos Aires, and that opened the doors to so many things. It was beautiful. <laughs> I want to take a synthesizer course. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, I mean, you should really see this place. It was like Vangelis, you know, Vangelis mm. music? Well, we have like the Argentinian Vangelis <laughs> in Buenos Aires, and he has like 60 or 70 synthesizers in a really big studio, and he would really teach us the differences between each of them and even the differences, if any, from a VST versus a hardware. Wait, wait, who is the Ar Argentinian Vangelis? Ernesto Romeo. I wonder if ChatGPT knows that. <laughs> who is the Argentinian Vangelis? Let's see if it knows. Let's see. As of my knowledge uh, cut off in September 21, there's no person specifically referred to as the Argentinian Vangelis. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like you, ChatGPT. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Uh, who's, if you're referring to an Argentinian artist who has similar music style or significance as Vangelis, that could possibly be Gustavo Santalilola. Santa uh, you know who that is? Have you played The Last of Us? Yes. Well, it's the guy who made the music. Oh, interesting. Hmm. So that's Santaliolala. Santa yeah, Santa Olaya. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know what, that, I don't know what I'm trying new, to prove here. Yeah. You've learned something today. Well, how about this? How about we listen to one more song and then maybe we can, uh, we can wind down. You can... Uh, get back to your day is that cool that's cool i need to feel my to feed my doggies i have two doggies oh. so yeah <laughs> i should do that i think thank you uh, i'm wondering which is the last song well i thought we would listen to galaxy empress oh yes that's the new one so how about we listen to that and then we'll uh we'll say goodbye so this is uh this is galaxy empress by sunesis <laughs>
And that was Galaxy Empress by Sinesis. We learned a lot today, I think. Yeah, we did. We did for real. <laughs> I'm happy because it was so fluid. So thank you so much for this conversation. <laughs> hey, well, it's always cool to talk to people who make cool music. That's the bottom line. Thank you. That's my bottom line. <laughs> I'm really happy with this last song, by the way. Uh, Galaxy Empress is doing very well and I'm feeling... I mean, I'm, I'm getting a lot of comments and people that, that are really into it. So great it's success. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. Hmm. What are your dog's names? Oh, I have a Shiva Inu, which is called, he's called Coco. So we got Coco. Coco and a Chihuahua. She is Maya. And they are playing now. <laughs> Whenever I hear Chihuahua, there were these movies that came out. Yeah. I feel like in like 2010. It was called Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, God. They were talking, right? Yeah. And they the trailer for that movie was so obnoxious hmm. because they said the word Chihuahua so many times in their trailer. Yeah. And so it was like one of those like, it was like, oh, Chihuahua, Chihuahua, and then Beverly Hills Chihuahua. And they just oh said, my God. they said the word so many times. I remember this trailer just drove me nuts. Yeah. But I'm one of the, sometimes when things really annoy me, I have to revisit them hmm. because I just go like, oh, I need to hear that stupid thing again that made me so mad. Anyway, it's got nothing to do with uh, Maya. It's just... Uh, no, Maya is super, I mean, I, I'm surprised i've never had a tiny mini micro dog mm. and she's great she's uh, five months old and she's super sweet i had this crazy idea that chihuahuas were like crazy and barking all the time and really mean but no no she's the sweetest so i'm happy <laughs> well, that's cool yeah i know i know a few people who have chihuahuas but i've always found them to be Uh, very like uh, they they shake. Oh yeah, like scared. They're constantly shaking, like they're terrified. You know, so yeah. I always feel like I'm gonna break them if they're around me. Yeah, true. They're so tiny. I, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any animals with you when you were in like lockdown? No, that's the crazy thing. If you had a dog here in Spain, you could go out and walk the dog at least. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. No, I, I I didn't get any any doggy or cat because. I don't know if you you've seen the same around your neighborhood, but we have people walking cats here. <laughs> yeah, no no one's walking cats here. I do have a cat. I saw your cat. Now that our kids are a little older, we finally got a cat in the house, and it's been fun. Like he's called Chester, and he's got a best friend called Lucifer, who's like this black <laughs> cat who lives down the street, and they play together every day. That's cute. Yeah, yeah, Lucifer literally comes to our window and meows for Chester to come outside. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no one has a cat on a leash over here. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I live in a, in a place full of apartments and people here, they, they don't have gardens or any yeah. place for animals. So it's crazy. It's like a, how do you call it? Concrete prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 it's crazy. It's, just, it's a funny thing to say with a with a smile and a laugh like you just did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a, how you say a, a concrete prison. <laughs> it, it's just the way it is, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, what, so then what's, uh, well, we know about this uh, this key change festival here. So what else is, uh, is coming up for you? Before I hang up on you, let people know where they can see you. You're right. I mean, I, I forgot to tell you that I'm releasing an album in by mid-end of September and that's not gonna be an EP but an album so I'm really working on that. Next year I'm planning more more shows or showcases but 
Honestly, I want to focus on producing and getting stuff out. That's my, my thing. But you can find me on Bandcamp as cinesis.bandcamp.com or Instagram, Twitter and such as Cinesis Music. Well, that sounds like a cool thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm really bad at wrapping up shows. <laughs> I got I to gotta learn how to do it again, man. I feel like you know how you felt when you were in... Uh, in, uh, in isolation, you know, like, because I didn't have internet for so long. I forget how to talk. I don't know what to say to people. Yeah. For how long? It was for a month. Oh, no. Andy, are you okay? I am fine. <laughs> <laughs> really, it was fine. We were fine. <laughs> you know, honestly, like, we just watched movies on Blu-ray and DVD. And to be honest Crazy. with you, my, my son's attitude actually got better because he couldn't play Fortnite. So he... Uh, <laughs> He, he actually was like a happier person because he wasn't <laughs> yelling at his computer constantly. Yeah. So, so like that was good. So, and you know, it's just it's funny to me to blow problems out of proportion. Yeah. But then some people don't understand the joke. So then they they go like you know, come on, it's not that bad or whatever. There's worse things going on in the world. I'm like, well, of course there is. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> My country's on fire. Yeah. So like you know, there's <laughs> there's, there's worse things. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand you. <laughs> the point is, I, the, you know, I'm, I appreciate. It. I'm very lucky, you know. Like with your job, you get to see all these people with like these crazy problems. So it must make you at least go like, oh shit! At least I, yeah. At least I have my health. You know, things can always be worse when you see when someone's going through some bad stuff. Yeah, you're right. We're good. We're good, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to like end this thing with a moral. There's like <laughs> this episode's going to end with a lesson. Thing things could always be worse, so be happy with what's going on. I guess we're deep people. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, look, you have a lovely day. Uh, keep on making cool music. We look forward to hearing your album when it comes out, and uh, keep on. Uh, <laughs> Keep, keep you too. Cool. Whatever you want, you, yeah. you're going to say you too, Andy. <laughs> and thank you so much. Really, I'm I'm super happy to be part of uh, your show. And I'm going to tell my Spanish people here, Spanish uh, producers, that I've named them because they're they're gonna be happy too. <laughs> so thank you so much. <laughs> Muchas gracias. All right, and that was my conversation with Sinesis. Hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth, where we'll be chatting with another cool artist who makes cool music. On this, Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. I hope you have a lovely week. And for those of you who do support the show on Patreon, make sure the notifications and those things are activated, because I do plan on releasing some bonus content, and I feel like whenever I post those things, like only like a few people see them, and... I'm assuming maybe that means that it's going into your spam box or something, but, uh, you know, because that stuff's there for you. So, uh, hey, anyways, listen, have a lovely week, lovely weekend, keep being cool, and we'll talk to you next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening. <laughs>